0: Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice.
1: Actors coming up with reasons I don't get a job. I don't get a job because I don't have enough credits. I don't get a job. Well, maybe you don't get a job because you're not good enough. And it's got nothing to do with your credits. Um... And, you know, that, I, that to me is the bottom line. I think the bottom line is you work your ass off. This is difficult. Not everybody can do this. If, if everybody could do, th- I mean, your brother can memorize lines. What he can't do is act. You know, I mean, th- this is not what it's about. I mean, you're right, Austin. You know, the people you work with are absolutely right. That is what it is. You, it's you work to live believably in the circumstance, and you're committed to it. And if you're the best, you'll get hired. I think casting director workshops are dangerous. I think, I think there are a lot of people that are trying to figure out how can I do this without acting? as if for some reason being a good actor is not an element and so i'm going to i'm going to have my brand really good i mean do you want to be kim kardashian i mean is you know I'm, i mean what are you thinking so i you know i find that actors come up with all these examples of people who have a branding that are now on something you don't want to be one of those air quotes Actors on the Survivor. I mean, that's not why you're in class. That's not why you're studying acting. So, say yes to everything. Uh, Caleb's doing that. He's. Do, well, I, I, is it a short film you're doing or a play?
2: It was a short film. Yeah. It's all yeah. Yeah.
1: Night. Yes. Okay. So, but you say yes to everything. And he went through a nightmare. The director, and directors don't know what they're doing, gave line readings. So it's like, but you chalk it up, but it's a credit. And that's the thing. It's like every single job you do gives you something. You, you get something. One of the things, the biggest issue is confidence. It's, it's like, when I was in therapy, yeah, I know. It was fun. We used to have a thing in therapy. I miss it. I'm sorry. That was a personal moment. Uh, There was a thing in therapy, act as if, and then you you become. And so I always thought, act as if you're confident, then you will become confident. Uh, This had to do with my inability to ask people out at bars because I thought, mm -mm." at any rate. uh, But that, I mean, that was the thing. So the more you do it, the more confident you get. There's no question. Then suddenly being in front of a camera is not an issue. Then, you know, it's like every time you do it, you get more and more confident. I mean, to me, that's why you do this. To me, pacing is bullshit. To the all of that, if, if you're really good, you will get work. But Listen. You, you know, th- there are uh, there are realities in this business. There, there just are. They're I happy. Get that. Could you try again? I hate my line. Would somebody please tell me how to turn that off? But that's, you know. But that's that's the that's the issue. I think if you start second guessing. I think if you start thinking that you can get a job by um, power schmoozing, they used to call it. Now what do they call it? Networking. If, if, If you think you can get a job that way, you're going to be doomed. If you think you can get a job by being the most popular person in the room, you're going to be doomed. I love and, and my friend Mark Gordon, who's a huge producer, uh, will do a conversation with me at some particular point. Mark said, he said, I love it when there's an actor I've never seen before and they kick ass. I, I think everybody does. I, I, think, I think that is what you have to strive for. I think you have to strive for one of those people that walks in the room and people say, Where the hell did he come from? It happened to Ruffalo. He'd been been slinging it out for 10 years. He suddenly did an off-Broadway play, got discovered, and everybody said, where have you been? And he said, knocking on your door. You know, I mean, and, and that was it. He had been knocking on their door for 10 years, and then one day he was discovered. And he never stopped. He never stopped slugging it out. He never stopped working on it. In fact, he was a pain in the ass about it. I'm doing a play reading, would you come? And he did everything. He did everything. And one of the play readings ended up being the play, This Is Our Youth, which was a one-act play, which he then did in Los Angeles, as a one-act play. And then Kenny Lonergan decided to make it a two-act play and took Mark with him. You know, you do this stuff. You, you do a student short film that Caleb did and, that's, and then on to the next. And you get comfortable being in front of a camera, which is difficult. I mean, it's one of the reasons I gave up back. Not one of the reasons. One of the many reasons. <clears throat> I just looked at myself on camera, and I, and I said, hmm, not pretty.
2: I was talking to my agent uh, yesterday. Oh, dear. Yeah. And I did an audition, and it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed my choices, and I sent it to her before. She doesn't understand about acting, but she knows when she thinks it's good. So she said, "Well, I really liked it," and um, and so I sent it, and and I and I called yesterday to know how how did it go? If they had any any replies yet? And she said, "Well." From what I hear, the person, the actor that, that was supposed to get it, didn't get it. So, uh, I think that they're still seeing the options. And I thought to myself, what the fuck is that? The actor that was supposed to get it. It means, like, probably there's this guy, that I don't know who he is, that he was the one that everybody thought should get. And me and a bunch of other guys were just, like, uh, doing the filling. You know, filling win in with other options, and I thought it was kind
1: of uh, okay. Uh, okay, so look, we're not nice people. I, I mean, you know, please don't think you're in. You know, you're in a nice place with nice people. We want you to win, but listen, everybody. Look, I, I cannot even begin to tell you how many times everybody said, "Oh." This is the one to look for. This is the one to look for. This is the one to look for. And then he comes in and he reads and you go, hmm, okay, I think we better rethink it. That's the good news. I mean, that really is good news. It's not that you're filling in. Sure, what the hell? Who cares? You got in the room. Uh, Look, I, I think anytime you get in the room, it doesn't matter. You get in the room. You you know you don't get it, but somebody saw you. Um, I, I and look, I go through these very. I, I come from a very idealistic time, the idealistic time that I come from is when Rosemarie Tischler was the head of casting at the New York Shakespeare Festival. I think she's now head of casting. Oh, I don't know. She's I don't know. She's at NYU or something. Rosemarie said we were casting a play that we were doing at the Public Theater. And she said, I'm bringing in an actor you've never seen him before, but I've seen him in a couple of off-Broadway plays, and he's really good. Okay, I go back to a time when New York casting directors, and granted, she was at the New York Shakespeare Festival, would go to off-Broadway plays to see talent. We all did that. I went to the Louisville Festival, found two writers who had each written a one-act play. And when we sold the movie to CBS, I suggested to Jane Rosenthal, who, of course, would one day be the head of Tribeca Films, because she was such an... And I said, you know, I've seen these writers, these two writers. I think it would be good to team them up. She thought it was fabulous. This was in the 80s. And anybody that meets with her and finds out they know me, she says, Oh, I love Milton. She wouldn't recognize me if she saw me. But the fact of the matter is, that's what we used to do. We used to go to we used to go to the Louisville Festival and I'd find playwrights. Uh it's where John Patrick Shanley first had a play. So I mean, it's like there was a time. Now you even have it better. Because you have, an, you have an audition on tape that gets you in the room. And so, you know, I didn't get, you know, they didn't get the actor. They, they didn't use the actor they thought they were going to use. Now I have to look at everybody else. But you got in the room. And that's why you cannot second guess any of this you know, all you can really do is be a brilliant actor. And, and by that, I mean, just be brilliant. And I've seen it work too many times. So, I mean, look, it, it, it's all a matter of all you can do is be the best actor you can be. All you can do is struggle through to, un, un, to understand concepts that you don't understand. All you know, all you can do is just dig and dig and dig until you get it. And if you have a problem with something, keep digging until you get it. Uh, are, Austin, are you are you um, one of those people that is, is? If you don't get the part, you live through it. Uh, I
2: don't really give a fuck anymore, except for I just had a series regular that was going to film in New Orleans, and we kind of wanted to live there just for like. A- well, except for it's hurricane season, so maybe I looked out. But
1: yeah, no. Usually I just go on to the next one, do something else. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. That's what Chris Carmack taught us. This is back during live auditions. He said, Yes, when I get out of sight of the audition room, I just take the script and put it in the garbage and move on to the next one
0: i don't need an acting class is created and hosted by milton justice and produced by me walker vreeland the opening track is by jeffrey keezer it's called miram from his album wild crafted live at the dakota and the closing track is green tea by vendla if you could, we would just love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and rate it and review it. Uh, you can find us online at I don't need an acting and on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. As always, if you have a question or a comment, uh, please email Milton, for Milton at gmail.com. And Who knows, he might address yours on the podcast. So again, that's questionsformilton at gmail.com. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.